Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the 107 podcast with myself, Ash, and my co-host, Jacob. Hello. We are back. F1 is back. It is. Let's talk all things Bahrain. Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a race for the ages, um, but it was pretty interesting to, to see how development's gone over what the past through three months or however long teams have been working on the car. Um, but uh, very interesting to to see exactly what they've been yeah. up to over the winter. There's a, a lot to talk about and not a lot to talk about, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, true. But maybe um, we should have a quick recap um, of qualifying. Yes, sure. Let's start with quality. Yep. Um, I Red think Red Bull's in a league of their own. Yeah, Red Bull in a league of their own. Uh, it's definitely hundred um, percent. I think as as the quality times came in, I was surprised to see Mercedes go as fast as they did. So I think yep. they have one lap pace, but I think their race pace is just lacking a little bit. Um, very unlucky for Logan Sargent, obviously, to you know have have uh, been knocked out in Q one. Yep, yep he matched Lando's time. Matched so. Lando's time. Just Lando was like two or three cars ahead of him, I think. So uh, it's very, very unlucky, to be completely honest. I think um, if any other day, he he would have done it. Uh, and very encouraging to see the see the Williams, uh, obviously with uh, Alex Albon in uh, Q2, but very encouraging to see the Williams able to make it out of Q3. Um, although obviously it's only opening race, it's uh, obviously yeah. a, a great step in the right direction. Um, and yeah, just again, super unlucky. Yeah, a uh, bit strange from Kevin Magnussen out in uh, Q1 and Nico making it to Q3. Yeah, that's that's a big split. Did not did not expect that whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I've, who knows? God knows. Yeah, I was obviously I, a bit I, disappointed, but um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. It could be setup. It could have been tires. It could have been you know the time that he went out. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it would be very interesting to see like you know what. What happens next weekend in uh, Saudi Arabia? Not this weekend, unfortunately. We do have a one-week break in between, but um, it's going to be interesting to see next weekend, especially because the track should benefit those cars that have good straight-line speed. Um, so there's less low, there's less medium-speed corners. It's all low or high-speed corners. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that maybe Nico is kind of seen as a qualifying specialist. We've seen him put that Williams on pole. A few years back, I believe it was Brazil uh, 2012. And to come out after three years, new team, new car, completely new regulations, and put it in Q3 was good on him. Good I think es- him. especially with his with his performance over the race, I could see why they would get Hulkenberg in as opposed Hülkenberg. to Mick. I can I can see why they can do it. I think obviously very unpopular decision, but I can I can see why if somebody more yeah. consistent who probably would have been on a similar race wage makes sense. But um yeah, he had a good he had a good qualifying as well. Um nothing else really of note. I think it was uh, obviously for for me personally through my papaya colored glasses. Yeah. I think it was very disappointing <laughs> not to see McLaren uh, go a bit further up. Obviously Lando through by the skin of his teeth and then at one point looks like he could have even made um q3 but um obviously then quicker times came in as you would expect that's how quality works uh and uh yeah but i don't think any surprises with um with red bull being first i think the only surprise is that they broke the uh the like into the next second barrier um i think it was like a i can't remember the quality time exactly but um it was so much quicker than last year already yeah, yeah, both Max and Sergio hit a 129. Yeah, Everyone 120 into the one, 20s, into the 29s. the rest of the top eights. So. It's just insane. Yeah. 
couple of interesting things. Only four hundreds between George and Louis, and yep. only three hundreds between Zhu and Bottas. Yes, uh, and I think also like it was very good to see both of them have decent enough races the next yep. the next day too. So encouraging for that Alfa Romeo team. I just hope the same doesn't happen next uh, this season, where obviously yeah. last season they just slowly but surely slipped down the grid, started off the first half of the season so well, and then the second half they just completely fell off. So um, hopefully they've got a little bit more in the tank in terms of further development and stuff. So yeah, I'll have to wait and see. Cool. Uh, so on to the race. Uh, we have to start with one man. We have to start with one man and one man only. And that would be the goat. No, the goat. We don't want to. We don't want to start any arguments here. That yeah. would be Fernando El Plan Alonso. Just utterly insane. Uh, like to to see the green Red Bull do that well uh, is uh, pretty <laughs> good. Love the love the hat. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The I pink Mercedes to the green Red Bull. Yeah, you've you've uh, grabbed the hat out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, pay for that next day delivery from Aston Martin. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like now, they get it to you ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was almost like uh, Alonso delivered it himself. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. I do have the results um, open here on a different screen as well. I'm just refreshing my brain as we talk. Yeah. Um, but um, I think it was also particularly interesting that seemingly Red Bull were told, you know, maybe let's turn the engines down a little bit because we could drop a gear and disappear out here. Um, that was that was especially interesting. There was a radio message that came out sort of after, uh, after the race had finished and um, it was uh, telling both Perez and Verstappen, I almost said for Hamilton then, that would have been stupid, uh, almost telling, well, it was telling Perez and Verstappen that, you know, you can turn it, you can bring it down a notch a little bit um, and you said it was very reminiscent, potentially, or could be reminiscent of um, Mercedes obviously turning down their engines in the turbo hybrid era, what, f- eight, nine years ago, 2016, I think you said? Yeah, I think 2014 to 2016, yeah. they were just way ahead of everyone. And they're like, let's save the engine, let's keep some in the tank, you know, let's not make it too much of a getaway. Otherwise, yeah, you know, they could come, come down with uh, regulations. Just slow them down, um, and also gives them a bit in the tank uh, for next season as well. So yeah. if other teams catch up error wise, even engine wise, they're like, well, we were we were sandbagging this yeah. season. I think <laughs> we were sandbagging, you... <laughs> sandbagging in the season. I mean, if you if you look at it like this, you had Verstappen finish with Perez almost just under twelve seconds behind him. So that's half a spit spit spot. Jesus, that's half a spit. <laughs> How am I doing that again? Half a pit stop um, or a VSC pit stop behind. And then you've got Alonso finishing 38 and a half seconds behind him. So the fact that they are finishing, let's call it 40 seconds, and they weren't pushing towards that final 10 laps of the race, was it, that's phenomenal. That is absolutely unreal, like how good that car is. That is mercedes w14 levels of dominance potentially uh which is just absolutely ridiculous um and so like you said i think if they're turning down the engine they're looking at that 107 percent rule (coughs) podcast name sounds familiar uh they're looking at that 107 percent rule which uh obviously mazepin was uh in danger of not sort of 
completing uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think um, uh, them turning down the engines was probably a good idea, especially because obviously Norris had a horrid race. We'll get to him in a minute, but he had a horrid race and very easily could have uh, could have been caught out by that by that rule. Um, yeah, I think actually yeah. you can see. Uh, that he so Verstappen obviously did fifty-seven laps and uh, Norris did fifty-five, which gives you a very good indication of how badly that McLaren was uh, was run at the weekend. I, I mean, he had to pit. I mean, was it five hundred, six hundred times? <laughs> I think I, I remember five times somewhere like he was in the 15, pit lane for like three seconds. and a half minutes, something ridiculous. Yes. I think so the only person he, that had a worse night than him was Ocon. We'll, we'll get to yeah yes uh, should we go race through the race chronologically what what notes we have we both have some some decent notes here written down discussion points and stuff so um yeah. the the first one that i had because it was literally right at the beginning was um perez had a very very slow start at the beginning yeah. of the race he just didn't seem to get off the line particularly well um, I don't know whether or not that's you know tire temps or his reaction time or whatever it was, but um, it was nowhere near as fast as either of the uh, either of the Ferraris. Um, no, that's how Charles got into second. Yeah, wow. exactly. Um, so I hope that that's like a one-off. But also, it seems like Verstappen gets off the line pretty slowly as well. So I don't know whether or not it's a car thing. Or seemingly last year, Verstappen seemed to get off the line a little bit slowly as well. Um, and invited a bit of pressure from from uh, from Leclerc every now and again. But also, Perez who is knows? on the dirty side of the grid. True, uh, there there is that element that of it for sure. It a little bit, um, but it was just something to know. It was just like, hmm, I expected, I, ex- I didn't expect you know there to be challenges into turn one like that easily, essentially. Um, and it was all because of that that not poor start, but just not as good as the others the others around him. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. generally though a good clean start for everyone. No, no turn one instance except. Well, it, <laughs> well, was, no, it was a turn it wasn't one turn one. No, it was turn one, two, like five, <laughs> three, <laughs> five. I don't know. Um, but after the first official DRS zone on that on that first corner, obviously yeah. you had uh, Lance tagging Alonso, which was just uh, that, that just of all things. I I I still, uh, although obviously Stroll finished. What was it? P six. Stroll did finish it in P6, yeah. yeah. P6. He did really well considering he was injured. That's my thing. I still believe he shouldn't have raced. Mm-hmm. Um, he, would have done a, he did a race sim. I'm sure I'm sure the FIA did all their medical I, I just, I, I think looking at, there was that picture that went around Twitter of the team helping him out of the car. He then sort of like, for, for audio listeners, he put his went to put his hands on his hips in the um, like uh, opening ceremony, like when they're all on the grid and they're all stood around like watching a plane fly overhead. He put his hands on his hips and then like moved his wrists down on his hips and he like, he like winced a little bit. So it can't have been the most comfortable for him. And it just, especially when you look at situations like with Roman Grosjean and stuff like that, like if he'd have crashed, obviously I think the adrenaline would have kicked in and he would have, you know, been safe more than likely, touch wood. Um, However, it is a bit concerning that they did let him race considering he was very clearly in pain. That's my only thing. It just didn't seem particularly safe. And then obviously there was the tag with Alonso as well. There are a couple of other, like, he went, I know, like, every single F1 driver can go off and, like, outbreak themselves and stuff, but there was a couple of incidents where I was like, oh, 
He doesn't really seem on it. And then I remembered that that's just Stroll, and he's not the strongest racing driver in the world. So it probably was just Stroll, and it wasn't just his wrists. Although I just don't think it would have helped. I still think it would have just been better to say, look, let's aim for Jeddah, just rest up. But I will give him points for being (laughs) so determined to race. I will give him that. I just just don't think it would have been the best idea in the world for him to to have raced. I mean, I I I look at it as a, a positive actually. I, I mm-hmm. think he he was fine to race. Yeah, yeah, he was in pain, and that probably did impact his performance. Yeah, but to get P six in that car, not feeling a hundred percent, and essentially you know getting past Russell. Yep. Um, I think he could be up there. Yeah, once he feels back to one hundred percent, he absolutely could be. Um, and, and again, I'm not I'm not knocking knocking it at all. I just don't think it was particularly safe. That's all. Yeah. That, that's that's my only thing. Uh, if he wants to race, crack on, I guess. But still, it's just, just not the safest thing in the world. Um, especially when you got the FIA complaining about jewelry. You've got <laughs> literally have a man with broken wrists in the car, and you're complaining about an earring. You can jog on. Uh, that was more my concern. It was like mm, not the best, um, but yeah. Anyway, he seemed to be he seemed to be uh, doing doing um, stroll things. Not necessarily the best driver in the world, but seemed to carry himself through the race pretty well. Uh, we had obviously the um, uh, the number four car of Lando Norris come in with a pneumatic engine problem, pneumatic pressure leak, whatever it was. Uh, that was uh, not particularly great for, for McLaren, and that was obviously a problem which persisted throughout the entire race. Um, and really, it just was not their night whatsoever, um, with then Piastri having some sort of gearbox slash engine slash electric issue, is how, what I have it written down as. Um, just not a very good night for, for the Papaya boys, essentially. Um, especially when you consider, like, on the flip side, you have Pato Award over in IndyCar. He he managed to finish P2 and arguably could have even won the race. So it's just very interesting that that McLaren team seems to be slipping back a lot, and they seem to be succeeding in other in other areas as well. It's just a real shame, essentially. Again, with my papaya tinted glasses, it is a real shame. <laughs> Um, okay, maybe maybe to help your papaya tinted glasses, you know, Piastri, Piastri was doing okay for his first race. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously they didn't qualify maybe where they could or should be, but he was making some moves. He was, he yep. seemed to he seemed to be comfortable in the car, and Lando was keeping up with Hamilton, Sainz, and Alonso towards the end of the race. At points, uh, yes, he was when points, he didn't have to so. disappear into the pit lane. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe that was the fresher tyres. He was on the medium compound as well um, for some of that stint. So it looks like there's some pace in that car, but it seems very difficult to to extract it. But yeah, everything, everyone's. It's like the Ferrari next year meme, right? It seems to be everything seems to be 2024 is what they're pointing to with yeah um, the wind tunnel completion. It um, it does so it seems make like 2024 me... is. The, yeah. yeah, it just it does make me worry about, you know, Lando having such a long contract there and, you know, Zach being like, hey, you know, we're going to give you a race winning car by 2024. Uh, are you bollocks at this rate? Uh, the car is a complete tractor. You need to pull your finger out your ass. At, at this point, that is essentially what Lando must be thinking. 
Um, I think obviously the new wind tunnel and stuff will help, but um, I think with 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 him being a pretty good driver and potentially, you know, you looking at um, Checo and Hamilton aren't exactly getting any younger. He could well, potentially I, I, be I think... one of the replacements in, in either of those seats. I'm not saying that that will happen, but I think if, if Lando hasn't got a car that could even win races or challenge a podiums by 2025, 2026, he's gone. Well, I, I think it'll, look, he, they're waiting until 2024. I think that's why he signed the long contract. Yeah, I think exactly, yeah. This is where we're going to have X, Y, and Z, and we'll be able to give you a car that podiums, race wins. If post-2024 he's in the same position as he is now and last season, I think Sergio, like you said, Sergio may go. Hamilton may retire. Yeah. Alonso may retire. Alonso as well, yeah. Alonso um, may retire. They might, you know, we'll have to see what happens with Ferrari. Maybe yep. science, True. you know, doesn't have the best of seasons mm. like hey let, let's put Lando in yeah Sainz was quite a bit off the pace when compared to Leclerc as well so it could have been a, a car issue as well I guess obviously this season will tell but yeah. um like that's also obviously a, a potential option as well um but uh it's just it's not like it's not looking good for for Lando really at the moment um yeah that's it's just not looking great um and then obviously speaking of uh, Piastri's previous team uh or Piastri and where he was before I think we, My we need to go back God. to the man. We need to go back to the man. The man. Well, I mean, I so I have my race notes here chronologically, and so I I have a lot of time for El Plan <laughs> later on. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to chat about the man, the legend with his ninety ninth podium, the ninety ninth <laughs> podium. Um, I I honestly, it's absolutely incredible. If if you're the British Museum, you're sat looking at that, going, "I want that fossil." Like this is it's a foreign fossil. I want fossil. it. Uh, fossil. Yeah, great Come drive. Um, I think it will be very very interesting to see how well Stroll gets on um, towards maybe after the spring break. Um, yeah. After obviously his uh, his wrists are a bit better, how well he will do against the fossil. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I, I say fossil lovingly. <laughs> Uh, but it would be very interesting I, I just... to see whether or not he pushes him or not, um, because a phenomenal drive and phenomenal car as well. That green Red Bull is pretty bloody good. Like there's there's no denying it whatsoever. Um, like to, I to just have... wanted to say chronologically with Stroll tapping Alonso, mm. I, I thought it, it was a little bit fitting they didn't tell him who it was. Oh yeah, you don't tell him. You don't tell him whatsoever. Um, I think he was told. Like... Yeah. I think he was told on the in-lap, I, I believe, because then when he was watching it in the cool-down room, he didn't react yeah. whatsoever. Um, yeah. But it is incredibly ironic, especially last season when you know Alonso did the first wheelie in a Formula 1 car that I've seen in a long time because Stroll had tagged him as well. Uh, yeah. The two seem to have history of coming together. I don't know why, magnetised together somehow. But <laughs> Midfield it's, uh, teams. Midfield teams are surrounded by cars. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so. that was... Maybe a little bit interesting, like you know, mm. just right. Maybe he'll keep that. I, I think you could have told him it was it was anyone and Alonso. He would, yeah, in a car is a different beast. So. I think towards the end, when he knew the or sort of sort of knew the podium was yeah. in the bag, I think you probably could have told him anyway. But like I said, I think he was told in yeah. the in lap for so, for sure. Yeah, I, I found that quite funny that they just like, yeah, who's they? You know, who's they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who is it? Is it being investigated? Who's getting a time penalty? And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll get back they, to you. They on can't that. do that. They can't uh, do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then obviously, past of that, we have 
um, as you mentioned, Piastri's yes. old team. <laughs> if you can even say that. Well, <laughs> he was I mean, with them for what? I think how long between the contract announcement and the tweet? <laughs> God knows. He was a confirmed driver for about six hours. I mean, uh, it, it was a mixed bag, right? Gasly, you know, didn't do great in qualifying, but had a storming race from pre twenty to P nine. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned if it went for Alonso, he probably would have got driver of the day yes uh, i think may- if, maybe lance would have challenged if, considering he got p6 with broken wrist i think if leclerc had finished the race and we'll get on to leclerc and ferrari's situation uh in a little bit but i think if leclerc had finished the race and alonso had got p4 it wouldn't have been as spectacular and i think i think pierre probably would have got driver of the day coming from all the way literally the back of the grid to finish p9 yeah. in the points when your teammate had and I and I've got it written here: three time penalties, which is just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant drive, and I have to give Pierre a lot of credit for that. I think as well, I said to you as well, like um, Pierre must come in and go. This is my swamp, and make yeah, that yeah. team his I mean, own. I mean, as, as we said uh, in the last he's, episode, he's hit the ground I'm running. Saying, I'm saying Pierre will will beat him over the course of the season, and considering yeah. only three cars didn't finish. Yeah. Of Charles, you know, Esteban and Piastri. Yes. P9 is is monumental. Yeah, absolutely insane. Uh and I mean you could you could potentially classify, you know, Lando as a DNF purely because he was so out of the pace. I think I think McLaren will probably use these first three races as uh data data collection um and then hopefully come back after the spring break with these upgrades as like, you know, this is actually what the where the car should have been um yep. data collection and or let's maybe hope for some cheeky points here and there if we can manage it but if we don't you know we come back in after the spring break and we really hit the ground running in was it baku's the first race i think anyway uh that's enough of my mclaren <laughs> papaya colored glasses but obviously the I'm ocon, sure we'll touch on it the, a little bit yeah, more the, but... but the ocon time penalties were absolutely hilarious like the, okay. they just kept on coming in and it was phenomenal it was as somebody who like i'm not the biggest ocon fan he's just there he just exists i don't dislike him i don't like him he just exists he just drives a car um it was pretty bloody funny seeing exactly how things went um so so the little story was his the right hand side of his car essentially his front right tire was outside of the grid box which he was given a five second penalty yep and then when he came in to set the penalty and they changed the front wing, yep. one of the mechanics started to work 0.4 seconds. You can see it, though. You can see it. Was that? I thought, you know what? Credit credit to um, the FIA for picking up on that. You know, because They're hot on it. Stopwatches. No, they're hot on it. 0.4 seconds, sorry. So, But it's not the time penalty. And then he comes in with a 10-second time penalty because he mm-hmm. didn't set the penalty incorrectly. And it's 0.1 <laughs> kilometers per hour over the pit lane limit and you just think just like just that's it like just just end the race just let me go home i i think that they should be lenient with with stuff like that with pit lane they shouldn't they shouldn't Um, these these are the best drivers in the world they do pit stops two or three times a race over the course of 23 no i i I do get that but 0.1 kilometers an hour over they they come in uh, during free practice sessions, during qualifying sessions, during the race. Mm. No, I they get it. I do get is. it. They have the pit lane limited button. That's right. Because then what, what's the limit, right? You can say, oh, is it 0.1 or is it 0.5? Is it 1, you know, kind of thing. I So I think if you round that down, 
it's 80 kilometers i think obviously if it had been 80.5 that rounds up to 81 i especially if it's only within the first like five ten meters like like just that little bit because it if it's 0.1 kilometers over you're talking two or three meters he was speeding which i do agree he was speeding but come on that's that's a bit much i understand why the rules are there all safety, all that fun stuff, especially with me banging on about how Stroll and his, like, you know, limp wrists shouldn't be anywhere near a Formula One car. Um, but a bit, I, I think that's that's a little bit stingy. No, the, the, these these um, are F one teams. You give them yeah, an inch, no, I, I get it. Because I, I, I do understand. In, in hundreds and thousands of seconds, right? If they're like, well, if we can go quicker two or three meters in a pit stop when yeah. we're doing it, some of them are sub two seconds. Yeah, no, I know. They're like, oh, well, you let Ocon get away with 0.1. Why didn't you let us get away I, with it? I do understand, but at the same time, like, I feel it's quite harsh. I get it. I do fully understand, but that is particularly harsh, like <laughs> 0.1 kilometers. And you know it would have been only for like a meter or two. So, yeah. um, but either way, it is absolutely hilarious. Like you can't, you can't. Like it just is funny. It just is. I mean, it could only go up from here for Ocon, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Ocon, if you finish what? Where did he finish? Like P sixteen, I think it was. I'm just going to double check. So he was classified as. Uh, it was not classified. Uh, yeah, but he, he would have come P eighteen. Yeah, DNF. Um, I like. Uh, it's just, it's just hilarious. It just is. <laughs> it's just, there's just no other way of putting it. It's just funny. <laughs> um but yeah so after his uh after his time penalties i have written here norris might not finish last exclamation point <laughs> so um obviously he technically so didn't, we very quickly so... came back to the papaya glasses yeah i'm just I'm, when you have I'm, your glasses i'm you going through i'm yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna buy some of those mclaren I'm, I'm just waiting for us to talk about Alonso. You know waiting. how McLaren are sponsored by Sun God. I'm just going to get some orange papaya sunglasses just purely for like when I have. You know when I talk if about they, McLaren, I'm going to swap out the glasses. Podium, if they win a race, you have to wear orange tinted. Sure, absolutely. I'll uh, you know I'll do that. Just put them on like the deal with it. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly down. what I'm going to do. Hundred percent. And he's like, um, let's talk about this in chronological order. Like, no, no. Let's talk about McLaren. Let's go. <laughs> papaya <laughs> like, uh but yeah so that was that was like pretty much the last note i had around any papaya colored cars the next one was that the undercut on on um russell from alonso was brilliant very very clever from the aston martin uh overcut, strategy overcut overcut sorry overcut yep. i do apologize uh yeah that was brilliant very well timed very well managed and the fact that you have Merck being like, oh God, we need to, we need to be careful of these 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 Astons. You've yeah. got you've got Mercedes quaking in their boots because you can pit uh, well, I, a, a bit later. Like it's just it's just ridiculous. I love it. Inject it I, into my veins. That's brilliant. I do find it quite promising. Either the Aston is very good on its tires, or Alonso's mm. managing well. But towards the end of the stints, they can really put in some good times. You know, towards the uh, when he was doing the overcut, Alonso was banging in quick times and towards the end of the race as he got past hamilton and signs he was pulling away and he was putting in some decent times one uh, one thing i did notice is that when when uh, when alonso did try and overtake at certain points the back end almost struggled to get the grip down which means that if it had more grip, I'm sure it's probably just a downfall setup because of Bahrain and stuff like that. If you if yeah. you go to a different track, like let's say um, Hungary, 
uh, obviously it will be able to get the downforce down because the the error package will be slightly different but it struggled to get the power down which is just insane like it like the fact that if you were to toggle it a little bit or maybe on a different circuit you can go even quicker was phenomenal like he was struggling to keep it straight at points he like literally you could see the back end kick out a little bit yeah, um, I, I also think he was just so close to when that happened, which was obviously one for Hamilton, one for uh, yeah. Russell. He was just so close to the car in front that he probably had a little bit of dirty air, a little bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But times he was off the racing line, so that could have contributed as well. But absolutely. That uh, car's got speed. That that car is is a rocket. Uh, I mean, it's not a Red Bull rocket. It's it's no. a green Red Bull rocket, but it's not a Red Bull rocket. Um, yeah, and if you look at where they were last season, right? Bahrain last season was a race to forget for them. Mm. They, where they were in um, the positions they were in. They did yeah. super well over the year. Um, and then they brought in Dan Fallows and someone from Mercedes um, as well. That's why it's a half Mercedes, yeah. half Red Bull car. Yeah. And th- they're doing they're doing wonders with that car. Yeah, they um, really so are. It's really interesting to see how they develop that throughout the season. Helmut Marco came out and made a very interesting quote. I'm paraphrasing and not quoting him directly, but he said it's very interesting how they seem to have remembered quite a bit from their time at Red Bull and their times at Mercedes. But I, I, that's not IP theft or anything like that. Like, it's just a case of, like, they know what works and what doesn't, um, yeah, essentially. They, they wouldn't be hired by Red Bull and Mercedes if they weren't good at what they did. Exactly, yeah. Um, so. And I think that it, it promotes competition, which is obviously very, very good. Uh, and, yeah, just... just Brilliant, brilliant car design. Uh, or at least it is for Bahrain. We'll have to wait and see throughout the season. I think one thing that will be very telling is like, if it is theft of IP, we will see the upgrade packages or potential upgrade packages potentially not being as impactful as they should be. That will be the true test as to whether or not they've literally stolen the ideas or they have true knowledge or true understanding of the regs and how best to you know get get use out of the cars. So that will be the true tell, is that by the end of the season, have they started collecting less points? Have their pa- upgrade packages gone the wrong way? If they have, it's pretty telling. But if not, then it's just, it's just a mix of them making very, very good, you know, hires, essentially. Um, yeah, that... that that's it. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that will um, possibly peg them back a little bit is that they're a, they're not a works team. No, true. They're a customer team. Um, so if you look at Red Bull, if you look at Ferrari, who are the four quickest cars out there, they're works teams, right? And that does yeah. give you a little bit of an advantage. So it'll be interesting to see if they can overcome. I mean, whatever that deficit is. Obviously, I know there's not major differences. Uh, between works and customer teams but there, there is but there, there isn't i think it's yeah. very interesting as well if you there was obviously uh, i'm gonna put my papaya glasses back on again <laughs> just for one minute but essentially it's very interesting that you have this episode take off the papaya glasses. The, the papaya glasses <laughs> uh but it's very interesting obviously you've got zach brown visiting rb powertrains slash honda yeah. let's be honest it's it's honda um yeah. but you've got them visiting their factory and looking at and obviously with RB being told to turn their engines down as well. It could be that they that, that they end that McLaren contract with their with their engine suppliers and change it to Red Bull. You never know. Um, anyway, taking those papaya glasses back off again. Uh, obviously, the the Alonso overtake going into turn ten, going to that tricky trail breaking corner, left hand straight into the second DRS zone of the lap. Uh, second full DRS zone of the lap, like almost like the back straight behind the pits. Phenomenal overtake, 
absolutely yeah. disgusting. That was brilliant, brilliant racecraft from from Alonso. Uh, I I could even argue that was it holds a torch to the Hamilton overtake, the double overtake last year in Silverstone. I'm calling it. That was that was such a clever and such an unexpected overtaking area. It's up there. It's definitely overtake of the season so far. <laughs> We've had one race, <laughs> but it's overtake of the season so far. But it holds a candle yeah. to that Hamilton double overtake on uh, signs. No, was it signs or Charles and and? Um, uh, it was with Leclerc and Perez. Leclerc and I Perez. I will say yeah. this: uh, it doesn't get the promotion it deserves. But Leclerc repassed Hamilton. He did. Um, yeah, uh, that was a great overtake. Yeah, that if was anything, brilliant. I think that was better than the Hamilton double overtake because. The Hamilton double overtake happened because Leclerc went off the track and Perez went off the track. I, I, and Crofty... I, Crofty's commentary up. did make it better. And we all know that he does like he does like Hamilton. Yeah. So I think it did help. But at the same time, like, you know, like it's still a pretty good overtake. Like, like Maybe we should have, like, a, a vote between the two overtakes. Take away the commentary, just pure car audio, and say which one is better. Um... But you know, some people we'll have to compare that as Hamilton glasses on. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, fantastic overtake, great Mm -hmm. racecraft. Um, I think it's telling it was between like a fight between me and Hamilton is something uh, between me and Hamilton, Alonso and Hamilton (laughs) is something that we've uh, we've wanted to see for a few years, right? We we got glimpses of it, glimpses of it last season. Yeah, we never really got. The 2007s, 2010s, 2012s. Not that we particularly, wanted. No. And it looks like we could get a few more of those uh, this season and inject that into my veins, you know, to, to, to the best drivers out there battling on track, um, giving each other space, being respectful. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that Alonso, I've noticed Alonso does, is he does give people space. He always leave it a space, you know. He does. He he, he typically does. Oh, the I... time you have to leave it a space. Yeah, he did that with Russell. Um, yeah. In his uh, earlier overtakes. Yeah. And he did he did that with Hamilton. You know, there's times where he could have gone for it, but didn't. But probably because he was setting up the move. Um, True. But yeah, what an overtake. Got the DRS. Had the traction, and he was after science. Yeah. Brilliant. So, Absolutely brilliant. Vamos. Vamos. El plan seemed to work, obviously, with him. In, uh... El plan is just a very, very long plan. It's, yeah, it's a multiple it's, year. It started I, years ago. It's, right? uh, it, it, they do it in sprints. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Honestly, phenomenal. Hats off to Fernando for, yeah. for, for managing to do that. Uh, obviously, after that overtake, the next thing I have written down is obviously the, the Leclerc DNF, which seems to be... A lot more interesting than at first glance. So the reason why I say that is because obviously it was one of the energy stores which potentially has some sort of electrical issue with. Now, they swapped out. You're only allowed two per season. If you don't know, you're only allowed a certain amount of components for each car for each season. And these electrical components you're only allowed two of. And in the pre-race, Charles' first component was swapped out because of concerns right because of concerns that there was some sort of issue so that we'll, we'll go with the backup component no worries sounds good then that died uh and the backup component broke which is obviously not very good especially if the first one potentially has some sort of problems with i also have seemingly found out that that second one is not recoverable so either they're already going to have to take an engine penalty to potentially go with a brand new electrical component or they're going to have to risk using a potentially broken one obviously ferrari could fix it 
Um, Ferrari could even fix the second one. I highly doubt it, but they could. Um, but that first one is either going to have to be fixed or they're going to have to take a, potentially take an engine penalty within the second race of the season, depending on how well it goes. I mean, obviously, if they run the car again with the original one that, that, that there was a potential issue, they fix it and then something goes wrong, then obviously that, that could you know roll over to, into australia um and then them have to take a penalty there but still it's it's incredibly concerning already that we're looking at engine penalties like within the first two three races that's insane um and typical charles luck to be completely honest like it's it's bad and i do feel bad for the bloke um but it's oh, he's it's, gonna have gray hairs in like yeah five races yeah 100 <laughs> he's gonna be completely I, great um but what i find interesting was a, a lot of talk during testing was mm-hmm. Last season, they had to turn the engine down because of reliability issues. Yes. And a lot of the talk that was coming out of the Ferrari camp is, oh, we can have the power back to where it was, minus reliability issues. Mm. And you come in, you've got Charles with um, the component problem. Not sure what's happening with science. You know, he complained about bouncing, but I don't know if he was just off the pace, if he wasn't comfortable with the car. or it, it if, could have... if it just simply, maybe that car is not quick in race trim, maybe it's got high deg, whatever it is, but... It's it's a little bit concerning, you yeah. Know, with the resources that Ferrari have, the drivers that they have, they they can bring in pretty much anyone, right? Maybe a few key people they can't, but they've tried. They tried with Adrian Newey, but it's just a little bit concerning. It's just like the same thing from last season is happening this season, which is the reliability issue. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm hoping that. Essentially, what the issue is is that it's just teething problems. I'm hoping that that's what the issue is. Minus, obviously, the electrical issue with Leclerc's car. I'm hoping it's teething problems. Like, the first race never typically goes particularly well for teams. I mean, look at Red Bull last year. I think if if you'd have, after the first race, if you'd have gone, oh, Red Bull are not going to do bits this year, their engine is pants, like they had engine failures on both cars, especially then going into the second and the third race, you're like, oh, Red Bull, uh, they're they're in the mud here. That is dog water. To then the end of the season, being crowned one of the earliest champions and being that dominant in the season is phenomenal. So I wouldn't count them out just yet. They could. Be, I, I think it potentially is teething problems, but I think after four or five races, we will really be able to, you know, get the tail of the tape and work out exactly where those issues are coming from. Yeah, but, but also with that uh, last season's Bahrain race, you know, Charles and Verstappen were fighting each other for the lead. And as you mentioned at the start of, of this podcast, the gap that Max had to Charles... And the rest of the field, it's just it's it's not even like hey, I think at least we were fighting for the win, challenging for first true. place, second place. Yeah, I think within yeah. within the first lap or two, he pulled out a second, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's typical for Stappen. He pulls out yeah. that second gap. It will be interesting to see how Charles had managed to. Oh no, that gap's at three. Oh, it's at four <laughs> seconds now. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> I think mean, we just kept getting season, bigger and bigger. It, it, it's very remnant of the 2011 season for Red Bull, where they were just far quicker than everyone else. Yeah. And literally what happened was Vettel put on pole, break the DRS, mm. and he would, just cruise, he would just cruise to victory. Do you think that Verstappen is in a shout of having some grand slams this year? Oh, of course. Of course. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking those dominant tracks that he has, like Belgium, Abu yeah. Dhabi, because he's phenomenal at Abu Dhabi. Red Bull are phenomenal there. Um, and looking at some other tracks as well, like he could really get some grand slams in there. Um, and you thought last season was successful? Oh boy, this could 
this like like what George Russell had a quote again. I'm paraphrasing about him saying that they have the the championship wrapped up already, and he he could potentially be right. You never know. Yeah. Like it's it's just insane. We could be looking at like uh, Nico and Lewis levels of dominance. Uh, I don't think I don't think that will happen in the same way but we could potentially be looking at that this season uh for sure uh, i guess the disappointing thing is that perez <clears throat> is a quick driver but he just doesn't challenge verstappen in the races and not in the right Nico way and lewis right you had the fireworks and that kind of offset their dominance it's like oh yeah it's just mercedes or hamilton gonna win all the time it's like nico and lewis nico and lewis with nico even winning 2016 yeah but it just seems like Verstappen just has the measure of Perez and it's just Verstappen and Red Bull all the way, you know. And look, if, if I'm a team principal, I want Verstappen Perez rather than Nico Lewis, right? True. Easy, yeah. easy one-twos, no fighting. No, well, we, well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Last season. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Monaco time if there's uh, some I extra think, acceleration around corners. Yeah. But it's only it only has to take one instance of that happening or one really bad pit stop like you look at Bottas in Monaco what last year year before uh year before sorry uh it takes one bad pit stop for and anything can happen in Formula 1 for those race results to completely change and flip on its head um and if two or three happen in a row so let's say for example very reminiscent of last year Verstappen has problems with hydraulics or tires or or front wing damage or whatever it is that maybe Perez gets two or three wins in a row because obviously that car is so dominant that then maybe the championship does flip on its head so I think anything can happen but it does potentially look right now like it could be a very not boring um but potentially boring um front of the grid in terms of like oh Verstappen's won again what a bloody surprise but then second third fourth fifth could be completely mixed up um I think the midfield this year is going to be particularly exciting especially looking at how split those cars were the times in quali and then the final uh, final positioning as well um and obviously with with um uh with with Aston Martin obviously pushing Ferrari and Mercedes and stuff like that it's almost like Aston Martin have pulled those two teams into the midfield with them, that upper midfield. It, you have Red Bull, an upper midfield, a lower midfield, and then <laughs> Williams is just McLaren at the moment, but you Red have that back hardly, runner. Red Bull hardly on TV. Yeah. It was just Mercedes, a little bit of Ferrari, but it's just Mercedes, Mercedes and Aston. Yeah. So, so. Uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. But um, like obviously every season of Formula One can take a turn at any given point. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what happens this season for sure. Yep. Um, <sighs> I I obviously have the Hulk five second time penalty as well. And then I had the comment which we spoke about earlier. Seconds. You've got 15, 15 seconds. Sorry, I do apologize. Uh, then we have the, the ghastly driver of the day comment as well, which I think quite a few people would probably agree with if if Alonso wasn't on the podium then it probably would have been Gasly potentially um and then um Alonso complimenting Lance is pretty nice to see like I think he said you're my hero or something like that <laughs> something along those lines um is uh yeah phenomenal um yeah I, I that's all I had in terms of race notes obviously that was post-race um but uh yeah it's still still very encouraging to see yeah, no, no, it, it's good that 
Aston have made a, a big step mm. up. I think it's good that I mean, Alonso has been given a somewhat competitive car. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, he, he's a very entertaining driver. He gives 100%, and uh, I think we'll see a lot more of him on the screen um, than we have the past few seasons. And, I mean, yeah, given a lot happened and a lot didn't happen. Given it's, the it's first race, are you excited for the rest of the season? No. <laughs> no, right, okay, well, I am. But... Uh, I mean, look, am I, am I excited that there's going to be a fight for the championship? No. I, think I don't think there is. Fair that Red Bull and Verstappen have it wrapped up. So far, yeah. Am I excited that we're going to have some great battles between Mercedes, Ferrari and Aston? Yes. Am I excited that I think a lot of teams are actually going to really develop over the year and have some great battles? Yes, uh, I'm excited. I think if you look at it as, a, like you said, an upper midfield championship, I think it's going to be uh, really exciting. Yeah. Loads of different te- tracks coming up. Loads of different degradation on the tracks coming True. up. So Bahrain's generally a higher degradation mm. circuit. Um, Miami's going to be interesting. I mean, Jeddah will be Jeddah will be interesting. Yep. Um, we'll touch on Jeddah in a bit. Monaco will be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's all about quality. Yeah, and then you know the high speed tracks like Monza and Belgium. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be. A unique season, I for sure. But yeah. Barber, Stappen, and Red Bull, I think it will be a unique season. Yeah, um, let's hope so. Anyway, uh, but you touched on Jeddah. Jeddah, bit of a race what preview a for for the next race. What are we thinking? Yeah. Um, I think for for me, obviously, I think obviously Red Bull are probably going to end up winning it. Um, but uh, I think so obviously, what were it's... your predictions for the last pod? Because I I got two out of three. I said for we Stappen, both got two out of three. Claire, and Alonso, and you went. Uh, I went for Stappen, um, Perez, Signs. Ah, so I wasn't right. entirely wrong, because obviously I did. I did say I think there's going to be some sort of issue with with Ferrari, and I was <laughs> right. Uh, it's just I didn't realize that um, the uh, the Aston was just going to be that good. Yeah, so I just didn't realize that. that essentially, I, I underestimated together. it. Together, got- we technically <laughs> got it right. <laughs> Um, and but, uh, yeah, I think. How did your F1 fantasy do? I don't know. Maybe I should have a quick look. Because I um, I can try and figure that out right now. Uh, but I obviously I invited you to our league. Um, I hope I, I joined. I'm sure I. Joined. I don't know how well it worked. <laughs> um, well, maybe we, we, we'll always have the points, so we can compare the points. Yeah. True. Um, let me see if I can. But as we do that, um, um, before we kind of go into Jeddah a lot more, what are your top three for Jeddah? I don't want to do that just yet. Oh. I think we can save it for next week because we do have a podcast oh. in between, don't we? Oh, you want to save it for next week? I think I think let's let's simmer a little bit. Week. Let's week. <laughs> let's keep. Let's keep. Uh, well, I mean, if if you, if you really want to, if you really want to push me for it, I will say I will say um, I will go with. Verstappen, um, uh, what's his name, Perez, and then I'm going for um, Hamilton. Okay, okay. Uh, and I'm only saying that because that zero side pod or that Mercedes concept is obviously very slippery on those high speed tracks. I, I'm so. going to go 
Verstappen, mm. Leclerc, mm. George Russell. Mm. Interesting. What happens to Perez then? <laughs> I think I think Perez will. Uh, I think he. I just just maybe think he might have an injured issue or something like that. Okay. Or might not do that well in qualifying. I, I'm just going to go Verstappen, Leclerc, mm. and uh, Russell. I think Russell will be up there. All right. I I found my um, fantasy. I've got mine up. So, yeah. Okay. What? How many points did you get? So points I got. We'll start with the first number. Two. I got a two. Second number, five. Eight. Ooh, uh, four. Eight. I got 288. Okay, nice. So I will run through mine first as the loser. Uh, So I had Verstappen. I had him captain as well, so double points. Uh, And then I had Alonso. Again, Mm -hmm. great pick. Uh, Then I had Kevin Magnussen. Then I had Nick DeVries. Uh, and then this is where it really hit me. I had Lando. Uh, so it's papaya glasses, my man. Uh, and then I had Aston and Red Bull as my two teams. So, yeah, I had Verstappen uh, as my captain. Yeah. Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Sergio Perez. Yeah. Nick DeVries. Mm. And I think this is probably where um, I got ahead. Alex Albon. Mm, yeah. I think and that. My think... teams were Red Bull and Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I we have we have uh, two transfers um, each each yeah, week. I, 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 I will be I'm making some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be making a couple. Um, as well. We can now make the transfers as well, by the way, which is which is good. So, um, um, but yeah, we need to we need to get you in that league properly. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I don't think that it went particularly badly for me. Um, I also had like internally through through my work, we have a top ten prediction thing, um, and I came nineteenth out of eighty three, which is I, I don't think is too bad, um, all things considered. Last year I was in the top five over the season, which is good. Um, so very clearly I sort of have some basic wheel knowledge, um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think um, you're stupid if you don't put Verstappen, um, Verstappen Perez one two. At this point, um, yeah. in in the rest of the predictions, yeah, and have Verstappen as as your two X. Oh, easy, so. easy. You, if you just keep Verstappen as two X the entire season, you're laughing. Um, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, the, what we should do as well is we should share our scores on our Instagram, which you can follow <laughs> at the one hundred and seven pod. Uh, cheeky little plug there. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, we will check up our scores each week. I think that would be a really interesting thing to do. Um, and yeah, chat about any transfers or anything like that for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm actually looking at some of these team names. Actually, what's your team name? Oh, my team name is super boring. I think it's just Jacob 107 Pod. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did see do this you know is. What we should have done. We should have done a 107 Pod team. Mm. We would have come together and did it mm. for next season. We sh- yeah, I mean, we still can. We only miss one race, but um, I, uh, I, I did see some. Speaking of teams, I was on TikTok, um, and it, it give me give me like thirty seconds to explain this. It was horrific. I do not condone this behavior whatsoever. But somebody had called a. It is funny, but it's horrible. This poor woman. She's a McLaren fan. She's a Piastri fan, and she got called. She got called Oscar. I ate all the pasties 
or something like that and it was it just hit me and made me giggle it was horrific and uh, but it is very funny and then i was yeah. like oh my god that's horrible um it had like thirty thousand likes or something on tiktok and then it had an obscene amount of comments and it was just people making food fat jokes of drivers and some of them were so creative poor woman by the way it's horrific <laughs> Uh, and like I said, I don't condone it, but it is hilarious. Some of them were absolutely incredible. Um, like some of them were very, very funny. Again, I don't, I don't condone this behaviour, but it was funny. I'm trying to see if I did. I save it? No, I, I didn't. At some of these uh, F1 league teams, and you've got Mike Crack Aston Martin. <laughs> nice, yeah. Like, and then you've got some haters. You've got Verkrappen zero titles. Jesus, on, right, man. yeah, okay. Just just let it go, man. Just let it go. Charlie's Alonso's. Okay, yeah. Kimmy's ice cream. Nice. Oh, one of them. Give me F1 tickets, please. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good one. I found the TikTok. I found the TikTok. I won't show the, the person's name um, or who it was. But yeah, the uh, McLaren even responded. They left a comment and said, Wealth said, for being like, don't give people abuse like this is whatever. So yeah. whatever. But the the somebody said Oscar ate too many pasties. It just it, it's horrific. But it, but like it does. So I'll read through some of my personal favorites because they just are funny. And again, okay. this poor woman, uh, Daniel, no cardio. Oh my god, Nick de fridge. <laughs> Nick de fridge is pretty good. Uh, Zach brownies. That's not even good, but it but it is. Uh, Pierre Pastry is another similar one. Uh, Kevin Magnum Ice Cream. <laughs> it just doesn't Some even make sense. Some of these are just so bad. Just so. Bad. Uh, <laughs> this one is horrible. Carlos signs of heart failure. <laughs> Esteban or condiments? <laughs> and it's uh, Lando no rice. <laughs> Some of them are just horrible. Like the Carlos one is like, so the bad. Carlos one is horrific. So bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, drive through survive. <laughs> This poor woman. This snacks oh, Verstappen. <laughs> Franz toast. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> so bad. That's so, so bad. It's good. For, this is her, this is just not even funny, but it is Fernando Alon slow cooker. <laughs> How do people come up with these? Okay, it's so right, good. Stop. It's, it's meant to be a place of positivity. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's just uh I, this poor woman like i said i won't name her she doesn't deserve any of this abuse no, whatsoever that, that, i'm nice. not i'm not ripping her i am simply ripping the comments themselves because they are hilarious but this poor woman uh um I, I, I sent you all my love <laughs> and i do not mean any offense by any of these comments i'm just simply reciprocating the evilness of the internet and some of the toxic formula one fans that we have haters um, are gonna hate yeah haters are gonna hate but gonna but <laughs> carlos sides of half 
Okay, let's talk about Jeddah. Yeah, Jeddah. Let's talk about Jeddah. Uh, we, 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 we tangented off there. Uh, Jeddah. Yeah. Narrow track. Yeah. Probably very high chances of safety cars. So yes. is going to come to play. Push up that field a bit more. I feel like There's it's... There's definitely uh, going to be safety cars. So I think if teams play their strategy right... And stop, <laughs> stop smiling. Stop smiling. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. This is very unprofessional. Um, um, I think I think that Red Bull will have their engines turned up all the way for this track, especially when there are safety car restarts. Um, yeah. So I don't think we'll, we'll we'll deal with any of that rubbish. They might turn it down if they pull out that 10 second lead, um, because there's not much point in you know pulling out. Like I said, this point it was over a pit stop's worth of with worth I, of. I think um, that's what they want. A- a free pit stop, right? So they yeah. they know there's going to be a high chance of safety car. It's like, look, yeah. let's just keep it to a pit stop's length. So if a safety car does come out and we've gone past the pit entry, we still got a chance to um, come in pits. If, and... if you had to make a bet right now, if you had to put money on yeah. who will cause a safety car in Jeddah, who are you saying? That's a very, very good Can question. I kick it off with who I think is potentially the most likely, for me? Yeah. Yuki Sonoda. Why? So the reason why I say that um, is purely because his aggressive driving style and his inexperience, and it is a very, very fast track... He is, for me, the most likely. I like Yuki. I think he's pretty good. But that anger management level, potentially this season could be good. But last season, he needed to rein it in. It was something that was covered in in Drive to Survive as well. Um, I think he is potentially the most likely, or one of the most likely. I'm going to go a little bit out there. I'm going to say Lance Stroll. Okay. Yeah, that's Uh, that's another good one. I'm going to say that based on... What you mentioned earlier about Alonso losing the back end. Mm, yeah, um, that's a good point. So if Lance is pushing that car to the limit in Jeddah, yeah. the back end just goes that little bit. I mean, could could, yeah. could we see another Verstappen slip, maybe even in quali or during the race? I don't think we would see it in quali based on because I don't think they know they don't have to push as much. Mm. We could we could see it from the Ferraris and the Mercs? So potentially, uh, who knows? So. I think, yeah. uh, as we mentioned as well, I think the Williams could do pretty well there. They have, they've always, for some reason, had phenomenal straight line speed, which is brilliant. So the Williams could be particularly fast there as well. Um, I think it would be very difficult for me to give a top ten, which obviously I have to do with my internal work thing. Uh, so that's going to be a, a challenge for sure. I can share that next week on the podcast when I've uh, decided who I will have in my top ten. But um, I think, yeah, lots of safety cars or high chance of safety cars multiple um and uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting for sure yep but um yeah we'll see we shall see but uh i expect max to to run away with it he's already good at the track anyway yes yeah he is um i think it'll be interesting to see how piastri and nick get on obviously their first time at the track oh and obviously logan Logan sergeant Sergeant as well that that reminds me coming back to bahrain (laughs) logan sergeant hats off to you fella uh yeah you you pulled it out of the bag in your in your debut you did very well he did he did uh came 12th yep so just a couple points off 
uh, points, a couple of positions at points positions yeah. behind Yuki. Um, so yeah, well, well done to him. I mean, yeah. he, he was lapped. Uh, obviously, give it a few more laps, and Yuki and Alex probably would have been lapped as well. I mean, um, but yeah, well done to him. You yeah, know, I think he, he did pretty well. He, he, he held his own. Qualifying performance. You um, put in a decent race performance, and yeah, fair play to him. You know, I think a lot of people wrote him off. He's a rookie. He's at Williams. He's up against Alex Albon. Sadly, but people do do this. He's American, so people have written him off as well. I think. Yeah. But I, he I could think be pretty good. He could be pretty solid this season. I think that's what Williams need: two solid drivers. If he if right? he pushes Albon, I think he has a future in Formula One. Uh, if he if he doesn't push Albon, uh, then that could be curtains for him. But I think he needs to push him, especially in that second season. He needs to push him, um, potentially even outscore him. I don't think he will, but I think if he does well enough and pushes Albon, maybe even even to making a few mistakes or anything like that and applying pressure, and you know, he he's got a future in Formula One. He does indeed. So you know, fair play to him. You've got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that we do have some other topics to to you know cover including some potential cost cap loopholes and stuff like that but we have been recording for an hour already yeah we'll save them for next week where there's no race i think that would be best uh yeah when uh, we've got a lot of time to kill when there's no race there's no race recap no no nothing um obviously we will potentially have some further thoughts on Jeddah. But I think we can we can wrap it up there. Obviously, we were initially talking about uh, the, con- the the podcast being what thirty minutes ish, um, and it would be both times now we've gone for over an hour. <laughs> Wait, we should we should do what we do. We should do this every podcast. Mm-hmm. The meme of the week. Meme of the week. Meme of the week. Before mm-hmm. we sign off, yes. Meme of the week is the F one anthem is actually the Dutch national anthem. <laughs> at this point yeah like yeah it pretty get much used is. to a year of listening to the f1 anthem i um, had vietnam flashbacks dutch hearing anthem. the combination of the dutch and austrian <laughs> national anthem i was like oh it brings me back like especially during during the, the world cup over the winter as well when you heard that dutch national anthem while watching some of the games you're like i recognize this so well <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like it's it's pretty funny. I think all of the Alonso memes as well were pretty good. Obviously, we shared a couple as well, which we cannot have as meme of the week because you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah well, some we'll of them. Br- were... We'll bring we'll bring them up next time on the podcast. Yes, yeah, we would be better prepared. Obviously, this is only episode two. We had a couple of teeny tiny um, recording teething problems earlier, so hopefully next week we can come back with uh, with some even better production level although i would argue the production level so far has been not too not too shabby so uh yeah, yeah. but so, i think i think yeah i think that's probably about it right yeah that's about it cool thank you all for listening and uh yeah we'll catch us next week where yes. we'll talk about some random well i'll talk about my experience at the f1 arcade yes f1 uh, arcade uh i have bought a ticket to a grand prix this year could you guess which one that is all will be revealed next week. <laughs> All will be revealed next week. But for now, please be sure to, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Spotify, be sure to follow the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, do whatever Apple Podcasters do. Uh, and make sure you follow us on TikTok. TikTok? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you follow us on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and we are on Twitter as well. 
Uh, so be sure to follow along. Uh, and if you have any questions or have any topic suggestions or anything like that, you can always hit us up at the107pod at gmail.com. But, um, and be nice to people on the internet. Be nice to people on the internet. <laughs> Do not leave horrific comments. They are hilarious, but please don't. <laughs> Although, <laughs> it doesn't make for good con- content. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You've gone so red. I, I could you got not so red. You've gone Ferrari red. You, if you, uh, I'm also going purple because I have the recording next to me as well, so it's just shining purple uh, light on me. You can see my hand has gone a little bit purple here as well from the light. Um, my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, follow us, like us or not, it's fine. But be nice to people on the internet. We'll carry we'll on. Catch anyway. you all next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cheers, everyone, and see you all next right, week. Then. Okay. Bye.